Hello strangers. I hope you're ready because we are almost to the end. After this episode, we will release the finale for season three, which will wrap up all the storylines from all the seasons. But fear not, season four is right around the corner with a whole new arc of wonderful, beautiful people. You're going to, I'm pretty sure you're going to love it's. It's going to be, it's going to be great. But uh, before we begin, I did want to give a huge shout out to ATL D&D. They recently organized a pub crawl in Atlanta, and we were given a few tickets to partake in the Devil's Night pub crawl. It was amazing to be spending time with the local community, rolling dice, drinking adult beverages, drinking adult beverages, drinking more adult beverages. If you happen to be in Georgia, check them out. They're always organizing D&D plays at bars and breweries. It's just a great community to get in. So, without further ado, let's tell some stories. It's the final stage, the final countdown to the end of the world. Will demons reign? Who will be our heroes? Save the world. Welcome to the end. So many lives to defend. Terry. Twix, Franklin, Vladislav, Matilda, and friends. What will they do? Who will they kill? A saga ends, so a new one can begin. We finally come back to our main heroes. Victor, Thierry, Vladislav, and Matilda are resting in an inn near the Sweetwater Jungle. Having recovered from their fight with the aspect of Graz, they now wake up in order to plot their next steps. Will they have what it takes to save the world? Let's find out now. Exactly. So I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to all the fans who've been listening up to this point. It's 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 been an amazing journey to go through these three seasons, especially with some of the best friends in the world here. And um, they've I'm, been invisible; they haven't been on mic yet. They oh. been on They're not at the table. I've just been telling them about it when I'm done recording. Uh-huh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank yes. you, thank you. No. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey James, without without you. None of this would have been possible. That's you right. are the glue that holds us together. Oh. I've always wanted to be... trying to escape constantly, and your strong glue won't let <laughs> us leave. Thank you, James. Like a rat trap. One of those really inhumane rat traps. Where you're you're like, I'm, I'm going to go do my own podcast now, James. <laughs> if you don't need me anymore, just let me know. It's my only way to know. escape you. Just let me know. If you don't need me anymore, just say it. Like, no, Adam, you're stuck with me. No, I know. That's fine. <clears throat> you guys... Heroes, maybe villains in your own, if, it were, if this were a different campaign. Adventurers. Adventurers, <laughs> extraordinaires, have been at a inn over in uh, right near Sweetwater Jungle where you have recovered for the night. It was a gruesome battle, the Battle of Grotz. Yeah, that was rough. It was real rough. But now you're all alive, you're all well, and you've had a chance to rest. The island that fell from the sky. Yes. Um, was anybody hurt from that? Like, did it land on like a village or? Probably. You have not gone the check. Okay. You flew away. I mean, I, I guess oh, it's kind it, of some occupational hazard, right? There's going to be a little you bit can of guess. I mean, those poor, those, those poor people have already just living their lives, maybe farming some potatoes and the, the, trying to make a living in the, in the jungle and yeah. an island fall on. Maybe it was just empty jungle. Maybe. It's a jungle. Well, how about this? Everybody, uh, somebody, if you really care, let's roll a history check real quick. Not that this is history from yesterday, but I'm going to let you know what may have been underneath that jungle. Nope. That's a now one. Is that... They didn't even land flat. Terry has no idea. Fifteen. Um, well, when we flew up to the island, nine. there was nothing underneath it. Twenty-something. Eight, Eighteen plus nine. I can't math. That's enough. Uh, both of you would know that um, 
directly below the island, um, there wasn't anything there. Now, where the island probably, now, the radius effect of this island kind of shifting, you've heard that there might have been this temple, the temple of uh, Brockthul, that uh, is definitely going to be... Obliterated? Obliterated. The top of it, anyways. Um you do have a keen mind knowing that there was a there were a lot of people in those uh, in the uh, in the stadium or in the uh, seats. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people that were on the island. A lot of people on the island fell unless they had some magic or something to some way to get out. Some way to get out. They but they, they were mostly bad people, right? I mean, wasn't your ticket to the island? Was it Meepo like, on that? It's not. It's not for me to say and, <laughs> if they're bad or not. And, and crit and the robot. Water. Like our like our entire fan base for the, for the tournament's now dead. There are people that snuck on, right? The people that were, oh hell, I don't know. We no, I like to think that it was. It was well, people, I think right? uh, we should have asked these questions before we blew up the island. But since we didn't, I don't think we really care enough to worry about it. Oh. So perhaps we should focus on the matter at hand. Yeah, yeah. We got some demon lords to kill. So about that, we, uh, what do we need? I don't know. So we have book. Yeah, we have the book. We have book. Do we know where they're going? Are there things we need in addition to the book? Uh, we gotta take the book to the guy at the place. We gotta take a book to a guy at the place. At the Royal Monkey Inn. Okay. Which I can get to. I can get them from, like, anywhere now, right? Yes. Essentially, um, the the compass will allow you to find the closest doorway Door. to and the Royal I Monkey. And I know there's one in the Sweetwater Jungle. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you know there's one in the Sweetwater Jungle. Yep. All right. Do you, do you guys want to come with, or should I do this and come back? I mean, I don't think I want to stay on islands, because we can get back to anywhere from... Yeah, the, there's really the no reason to split up at this point. All right. Come on. Sure. Let's uh, open the compass and find the door. Okay. It takes you about, now at this point... Now we're taking the whole gang with us? Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to leave anybody here, right? I mean, I don't think you want to, like, just abandon Franklin and Twix to the jungle. Yeah, so here you guys are probably talking in the um, in the tavern or the inn, the inn tavern. It's all the same to me. In the, mor- in the morning where you guys are having breakfast and just kind of figuring out what are you doing next. Mm-hmm. There is also Franklin, yeah. uh, Twix, and Sarah. They are there with you, you know, licking their own wounds as well. But, yeah, Twix is like, wherever you go, I will go. If you want well, me to go. Yeah, sure. Let's. I mean, we were just about to go, so you can... I just know you you had your own thing getting here, so I didn't want to get in your way if you had plans moving forward. Well, was whatever you guys doing really super important? Well, sure, yeah. It's a, you know, classic (laughs) save the world mumbo jumbo. Well, if you want me, I'll go with you. Yeah, let's go. What about you, Mr. Devereaux? Well, yeah, I don't got anything else to do, you know? Just uh, saving the world be nice, I guess, you know? I didn't want to step on your toes. No, it's fine. I didn't have any uh, plans or whatnot. So, uh, no, I, I think uh, we were trying to save you that we did that. No, excellent made, work. And then now we're here, so might as well um, see it through. All right. Excellent. Anyone else? No, just uh, Twix and Franklin. All right. There's the bartender. goes, I'll help you save the world. Raises his hand. He has a stained shirt. I mean, I also got a bar to run, though, so uh, if you don't want me to run this bar, but you need someone else to save the world, I'm really good at uh, hitting things with uh, a mate cleaver. Hmm. It might be best if you stay here and protect your bar. I I just wanted to offer it, you know. We appreciate it. But in the future, you know, if you guys save the world, I can say I offered no, it's true. Now watch, the world's not going to be saved because we were short one bartender. <laughs> it's like, I will leave this world to uh, these pitiful mortals if they can make me a proper Minotaur sunrise. And they're like, no curses, if only we had a skilled bartender on our side. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. Just know- Speaking of which, would you like a uh, morning Minotaur sunrise? Yeah. All right, then I'll make you one. 
All right. Cheers, everybody, to saving the world. He fixes you guys off uh, up the Minotaur sunrise. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Cheers. 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 <laughs> yeah, that one. Cheers. 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 Yeah. So, anyhow, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna find the door, and uh, it'll take us back to the royal monkey, and mm-hmm. from there we can actually, I mean, exit back through Mistport if you want. Got no reason not to. Okay. Well. Uh, so I'm a, 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 a bit confused of plan. So we know that the book will get demon lords in one area, correct? Yeah, so uh, the book but, was used to, like, just... summon the demon lords and, like, release them all but, up and basically... But were they coming anyway? They're gonna... No, it's gonna be a, a reverse engineered to put them back. The opposite of summoning. Okay, so in, in this situation, summon all demon lords one area, they fight, boom, boom, hopefully we have none left to deal with or maybe just one weakened one. How were they being summoned here to begin with first? With the book. But we have book now and they're not summoned, correct? They, they, the summoning is still ongoing. It's a, it wasn't an instantaneous thing. It was like rise, demon lords, and. But if we don't use book to summon to one area, do they not get summoned at all? What? They're already summoned. They're already out. We met the demogorgon in the underdark. It's been months and months. They've all, we've run into a bunch of. We saw Zukmoy. They're out. They are summoned. They are still doing whatever thing they want to do. We want to put them. Wouldn't Graz have been up, though? Well, he was through his uh, little avatar guy, and he wasn't fully out. But if we summon summon Graz back out and basically give him what he wants, correct? With book? No, Graz is gone. All right, hold on. I have a better idea, I think. Why don't... uh, um, Why don't... uh, Why don't you just tell us the plan from the top of what we're going from here? Yeah. So we're going back to the Royal Monkey Inn, Mm -hmm. where I'm going to go give the book to Vizarin which mm-hmm. is a guy that can reverse engineer the spells that release the demon lords and put them back. All right. So we just uh, cast a spell, and they go from wherever they are back to wherever they came I from. I mean, it's probably not actually going to be that easy, but in theory. Okay, but that's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. All right. I think. Let's do that. Okay. That's much more clear. I think you have a keen mind. You can remember a lot of things, right? Yeah, I remember all yeah, things. Yeah, you remember all things. The exact plan was that... Vizarin could use the book to find the demon lords that had been summoned throughout the world mm-hmm. and bring them into one place. Oh, they I still have to die in order to go back. Oh, they still got to kill them first. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So all right. you would have known that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So maybe I oversimplified a little bit. We're still going to have to, you know, like kill them on the physical plane. All right. So the. the 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 ritual will bring them all to one place. Yeah. And which one place is that going to be? Well, we were going to have it be the um, capital city of the uh, Drow and the Underdog. The, uh, Metso Baronson. That's it. Thank you. All right. It's a little it has, hard for it the has been a human minute. tongue. Um, I don't know, because it's actually been like probably a year since we got through this. Yeah. Um, just a little, kind of a refresher for uh, Matilda. Oh, please. Uh, Vizarin had approached you <laughs> saying mm-hmm. that um, once you get the book, what he would like, because this could happen kind of anywhere, but... Yeah, but he, he wanted to do it there because he was ticked off at the, the He's drow. ticked off at the drow. Yeah, he's, so, a, he's another drow that hates drow. He's like Sarath. Yeah. Essentially. They can be good buds. So, uh, so yeah. So that's the the idea is he gets a win win. He gets to get rid of the demon lords and he gets to f- further ruin Metso Bronson. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. I mean, they're not all gonna. First of all, we do that. They're gonna fight each other. Yeah. And doesn't that uh, imply there's gonna be at least one victim? Mm-hmm. And then we kill that one. So we have to go to uh, Metso Baronzanon? Yep, yep, yep. Mm. unless you have, you know, some other battleground you'd... Do we know how to get there? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not terribly keen on going back to the Underdark, but... It's just for a little while. Sure. I mean, it's a major city down there. It's not that hard to find. Sarah, you know where it is, right? Yes, it haunts my nightmares. See? All right. I could get there in my sleep. I was yeah. forced to as a child. But, but, mm, no, <laughs> All right, well, let's get to getting. All right, let's go. Drink mm. up. 
So we just heading there from from here? No, we're gonna go to the Royal Monkey first. No, no, I mean, meant, uh, sorry, from the Royal Monkey. Yeah. Should we not bring any more people but us? I mean, this is Demon Lords. I mean, you got an army in mind? You can just phone up. Also, transportation would be an issue. Oh, yes, I guess. Normally, I'd say I mean, the we more can... the merrier, but in this particular case, uh, I think. And we'd have to plan for provisions for trip and journey. Oh, no, you know, you know what? I tell you what, though. We could uh, yeah. ask the other folks on the other uh, ship. We can get uh, Johnny Rocks and uh, Helia and see if they want to meet us in uh, Mazer Bronson. Don't you have an ability to send a message? Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, you want to send uh, to your pops? Tell them to send some armies? Sure. All right. Well, They're already... The last message I sent to him... So they should already be in Missport by this point. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, but getting it in... How many forces from Missport to uh, Metzo Barons and it can't be fast or easy. Mm, maybe. Uh, Seth, how far is this What about this um, a, a, a teleport... Uh, Circle? Yeah. I can get us to Missport. I can't get us to anywhere else. I had... In order to but what I'm attune myself is to Missport, to like about other, a week. Uh, I'm sure there's a teleportation circle there. If I would have to attune myself to it. Yeah. Or other so wizard. What? Or so me go to Mesoberan by myself, I spend a week attuning myself to Do you have to go there physically? Yes. Oh, I have to be balls. there to, to attune myself. All right. All right. Yeah, Sarah, and Sarah speaks up because you had asked Sarah about... Um, how far is it to Metzo Bronson? It is many, many, many miles underneath the earth, or the underneath the uh, underneath Faerun. It is a place that is also shrouded in mystery. Not many people know how to get there outside of the drow. In that case, I think the fleet's probably better off just protecting this part. Yeah. To be honest. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> we took rats. We take the victor of whoever kills all the other demon lords. Well, it's, we... It's fine. It's fine. We got this. Sarah, we took out an aspect of Grotz. Well, close enough. Sarah says... Mm. Eh. Also, I mean, you did you, walk out of there with something extra. I... Mm, so yeah. We can, yeah. He goes, in a, he goes in a devil mode for a second. It's like, hey, See? Yes, no. Then he goes back to normal and... You will never have to walk again. Yeah. We can just put you in a chair. And you just doop, doop, doop. Everywhere. I kind of like my legs. Don't want your muscles to atrophy. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we're dropping the book off? Yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. So the compass doesn't tell you exactly how many miles. Yeah. It just points in a direction, points in a direction. Yep, yep. Um, For sake of brevity... uh, it takes about 45 minutes from here until you finally get to where the compass points, where there's some wreckage from the island. The rubbles, remains of the Temple of Brockthrill. Ah, uh, got smashed. Yeah. Ugh. That's disappointing. Why? Because it's an old temple to explore, and now it's been smashed. What? Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> you could come back after and spend many, many months, many days to however long it takes to move rubble. If you really want to. Explore. Yeah, but it's smashed now. That's the. Yes, and I'm sure all cultural significance went out with a smashing. So it's just. Yeah, so this temple at one point seemed like, because there's still a bit of a wall mm-hmm. ho- holding up, that it feels like this wall was once part of a bigger dome that was oh. huge, but it's all been smashed to rubble now. Oh. Yeah, it hurts your soul. It does. I will not make you guys spend the perception roll to, mm-hmm. to do this, because you're all super high level, and you could do it anyways. Uh, you get right to with using, the, uh, using, using your compass. Mm-hmm. There is some rubble and debris you have to clear out, which you do with some time. However you want to do it is, is what you'd like, to, is however you like to do it. What about... A little mending. Hmm. On a temple? Well, how's that gonna clear it's just the been rubble? recently smashed, right? So 
Wouldn't it get the rubble out of the way to put it back where it's supposed to go? No, all mending does is it basically <laughs> glues together pieces that are broken and only like about a foot at a time. Oh, you still got to put them together? Yeah, you okay. put them together and then it seals the crack. Okay. Doesn't, yeah. Never mind. Doesn't reverse time and put things back to you. Just move things back to <sighs> It's a cantrip. Yeah. But but where are the yeah, compass so points? Disappointed Matilda's disappointed. Yeah. Where are the compass points? Yeah, but it points? only moves like 15 pounds of stuff. 10 pounds. 30 pounds. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Maybe your certainly maybe your uh, your stout paladin over here can start moving moving away some of the debris because there's some rocks and yeah. and I could summon big giant Sidlar rocks and he could dig. Okay, Griffins are. I could I, and I, if if this is where we need to go, I can use uh, telekinesis because I can move a good amount of heavy stuff with it. All right, go ahead and mark that off on your spell sheet that you used it, and that will clear. The area. Well, that way I've got the griffin out. Yeah. Now that you've used telekinesis, that is, um, seems like every bit what you needed because there were giant boulders kind of, like where her compass pointed, there were just boulders. So with the help of um, Tiri and with the help of um, definitely with telekinesis from Vlada's love, you're able to move out these boulders, you clear it, and it seems like there's this indestructible door that was in its wake. Shining like it's new. It's a wooden door. Okay. Alright, door. Let's open you. Mm. Yes. You open the door. Yeah. And when you open this door... You go in and you mm-hmm. hear the soft piano music oh, of lovely. the royal monkey in. It's a nice sound. Mm-hmm. Today on the piano mm-hmm. is a is a elvish woman in long in a long white dress, oh. and she's playing and she has a crown on her uh, on her head. Cool. Of silver. Nice. And she is singing to the music as well. It's a bit, it's kind of jazzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little jazzy, but at times it just continues on to this ambient, um, just this flowy music. Good stuff. And every so often she just belts out of her heart something. Something about an elven. Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Because, yeah. you know, they're beautiful. All right, come on, you guys. All the way in. Yeah, I'm following. Follow. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. All right, you guys all follow in. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, Matilda, know the layout at this point of the Royal Monkey Inn well enough to know. Yeah. Um, there is the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the... Um, what was it called? Um, the Zone of Truth yeah. is the name of the bar. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the bar, and then there's that bartender there. It's yep. like, oh, hey, nice to see you. Good to see you. Brought some friends, huh? Yeah, yeah. Visiting around? I'm sure he could be for you. Hold on. He uh, goes into a back room. And he comes back out uh, about five, ten minutes later. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, you know, uh, have a seat. He'll be right up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need a big table. Oh, hold on. And he uh, claps his hand three times. And mm-hmm. two of these secluded tables become a much bigger secluded table. Nice. Thank you. Enough. For all of you, all your right. entire miniature army here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't normally have this many guests, but we kind of we were in the middle of the jungle. We, oh, sure, it happens. Just as long as you know the rules. Uh, yeah. You make sure they don't cause a ruckus. They will not cause a ruckus. Yeah. Come on, guys, have a seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vladislav is kind of staring at the the elvish woman on the piano okay just listening she uh she seems like she's really into her song and uh this particular song is something about a uh um a a whole other plane that she got to see once and it was and it was full of it was full of uh seas and sunshine hmm (laughs) it's just a whole plane full of just the seas and beaches and sunshine mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and she's talking about that how the merfolk were there 
Yeah. It was just pretty, and he's like enjoying the performance. Yeah. Cool. His tail. His, his tail's keeping the beat. As you guys all get into the booth, you do realize um, zone of truth. you are in a zone of truth. <laughs> so <clears throat> while you are in this secluded booth, you have to tell the truth. Most of you tell the truth to a degree that I hate, so I don't think it's going to be much of a. <laughs> it's it's not going to be much of a problem. Just letting you know. Yep. <clears throat> well, I was sitting wait patiently. Same. All right. Hey, Let's... Victor. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about? Thinking about how I'd like to get this over with. Oh. Yeah, that, was, that was less interesting of an answer than I was hoping for. Okay. Hey, Victor. Yes, Twix. What's your favorite food? I don't, uh... Well, I suppose uh, if push came to shove, I would uh, have to say maybe um, country fried steak. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's uh, it's difficult to say because, uh, I mean, uh, just a nice biscuits and gravy is also a delight. Oh, no, that's classic. Also just a nice uh, butter garlic mashed potatoes. It's uh, difficult to beat uh, any amount of uh, apple pie or pumpkin pie or sweet cherry pie or... Um, I suppose uh, any amount of just uh, fried chicken is a good standard. It's uh, very difficult to beat. Or a watermelon on a on a warm summer's day with a cool breeze, and uh, just a nice glass of sweet tea is uh, also a, a pure delight. Mm. Also, just a well, any amount of a fresh fruit in a bowl like a strawberry and, a, and blueberries. I, I think I think it gets the idea. That's good. That's good. No, go on. I like it. Yeah. Hey, bartender, can we get some pumpkin pie? Bartender comes over. Would you guys like some pumpkin pie while you wait? Oh, yes. Certainly. That'd be delightful. All right. Much obliged. Oh, seems like a very serious conversation you guys are about to have, so maybe it's easier with pumpkin pie. He goes off. A minute later, um, he comes back with some pumpkin pie. A big old, big old, like, the big pie of the pumpkin pie just slices, and he gives you guys the uh, the plates and stuff. And nice. Some, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for this group, we might need two. What do we owe you for the pie? Do you know? Nothing. Well, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. I like uh, bringing in new customers, and then you got to pay later. You know what I mean? <laughs> he walks off, and he gets another pumpkin pie. So not too much longer after that, after you've received your pumpkin pie, um, I don't believe anyone else here has seen Vizarin or his assistant mm-hmm. outside of Matilda. So Vizarin is a drow. He, he looks very wizardry in his clothing. Um, a lot of his, uh, if you were to look keenly at his, uh, or if you were to perceive his clothing and all the rings and stuff, you would know he's just full of magical, magical trinkets. He does have, he has, a, he has a few scars on his face, like he's seen some things. Um, but he has a warm smile and such, something of a, of a uh, standing charisma about him as he sits down. His assistant is, if anyone is familiar with a slod, I believe I'm saying that right, slod? S-L-A-A-D. So I've always said it. I've always said slod. Slods are like toads in look and feel, but bigger, kind of more monstrous. Um, Humanoid chaos toads. Yeah. They are nasty. What color slot? Oh, this is a death slot. It's a black slot, which is one of the most nastiest. And that slot is actually, uh, at this point, before it was just wearing, um, it wasn't really wearing much clothing outside of like maybe some, some pants. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, right now it's wearing uh, pants, but it's also wearing a, like a suit. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it is standing, uh, it is standing at the bar. It does not come on with you guys. It is watching you guys, but it is just standing there. Leaning back and Vlad is love. You've been around the multiverse a bit mm-hmm. or in the abyss. Slods are just known, uh, they are born of chaos quite literally. But uh, Vizrin sits down mm-hmm. and goes, well, well. Hey. I hope you have some good news. Oh, yeah. Because it's getting real rough out there. Yeah. 
Yeah? What do you got for me? Hey, Victor. Mm. You want to give him the book? All right. I do so. I hand over the book, pull it out of a bag, hand it to the fellow. His, uh, his typical demeanor of just, like, charisma, never breaking, breaks for a moment, as you see in his eyes. He looks at the book like, are you kidding me? And and he just kind of looks at you guys, goes, you really did it. You you found it. Told you. Bronze book. What he used to summon the demon lords to begin with. So this is how we get rid of him? Well, that's that's where you come in. Mm-hmm. We're all going to have a part to play if yeah. everyone here is willing. Because I want them out as much as I imagine you guys would. As mm-hmm. much as you know how dangerous they could potentially be if left unchecked. Yep. It's no good for anyone in any space in, the, in Faerun. So yes, we did agree that Metzobaranzen would be the landing spot. Is mm-hmm. that still okay with you? Still the plan. I good know. place for them to trash. And uh, I trust your friends mm-hmm. uh, because you got this fucking book. Yeah. So I, uh, this is going to make... The world a better place trust me on this i will need you to accompany me to mezzo bronzen then mm-hmm. yeah i will need to set up a ritual i have some we'll call them rebels of the drow oh cool who are in my favor who yeah, believe see? like me he brings his own army a little um a little shake up would be nice for the uh matriarchy yeah. They're not a full-blooded army, just so you know, but they will okay. hopefully protect me long enough to make sure the ritual goes smooth enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like do you have a quick way to get there or are we like hoofing it? Oh, we're at the end. We can um we can get the Mets of Bronze in pretty fast from here. Okay. From there, I will You, you I got will like, tell a, like you. a sneaky way to go, like a teleport way to go, like a through the inn here way to go? Yes. Oh, okay. Through the inn. All right. I know a particular doorway that was to my old quarters back when I was a, a high-ranking wizard among them. Oh. When I was a, a you could call a council member. Mm-hmm. So, we'll go there, and that's where we will meet with my rebels. They are in the midst of a civil war at Metzobaranzen. On top of that, the demons have um, been a lot more lively, as you can guess. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a war zone. I will, in order for this plan to work, I will need to make sure that nothing gets to me as I concentrate on this ritual. Okay, so, like, you know, keep you safe so you can do the thing, so, yeah. Absolutely. But if you're ready, there is no better time than now. Otherwise, the demon lords grow more powerful as we speak. Yeah. All right, guys, you got anything you need to do? You need to go... I'm all set. Grab some stuff, supplies, things. No, we're ready to face the horrors of the day. All right. You would see, Victor, if you have a moment, if you can put one of your resurrection spells in my bracers in case it's needed. Well, I'm not sure there's time for that. I mean, yes, I could, but um, really loathe to start digging into my spell reserves so so soon. But yeah, I suppose there's not much else of a choice if I go down. Then all right, all right, I'll do so. Uh, I'll uh, I'll just put a revivify in there. So all right. get to me in a minute. That's a uh, third or fifth level. Revivify's a third level spell. Yeah. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> cool. Is everybody locked and loaded and ready yeah, for right. battle? We are ready. So ready. I mean the last battle like totally kicked our butts and we nearly all died. But how we're really you, ready. I'm curious though, how did you get the book? How was that for you? Oh, we got it from the aspect of Gratz. Yeah, it was well, dreadful. Do we have time for this? Because I feel like we should uh, be getting to the matter at hand. That's fine. Grotz was... Victor's uh, impatient today. Grotz was locked away in some form of stone, right? He was in a... Uh, yeah, kind of. Hmm. He was the uh, 
the first demon lord to come through, and he was part of the ritual. Not a, not a, you're absolutely correct. What's your name? Victor. Victor. Let's just do the thing. Excellent. He's really impatient today. There's going to be a lot of dead people very soon. He doesn't. Very likely people I care about. All of this time before then is just, frankly, sickens me. Because it's, uh, we're all here playing sugar and nice smiles and hugs and, uh, Trying to uh, not look at the horrors that are about to happen, but they will, and I just like to get it over with, so I don't have to. My nightmares can be about the past instead of the future. Oh. Okay. Well put, Victor. When this is all said and done, I'd love to sit down with you, but for now, let's just do it. Let's get it over with. Excellent. Vizrin and his bodyguard slash assistant. Uh, take you through one of the hallways that uh, comes out of the um, comes out of the bar area, mm-hmm. and eventually they get to a door. And when they open the door, you walk in. It is it looks like a a room, and in this room, it's all like. Um, Oh, stonework in this room, and there's all these tomes and tomes of of of, of books all around. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and Vizarin does explain this. These were my old uh, council quarters. Mm-hmm. And in the distance, you can already hear some screams. You can hear some some otherworldly voices just the flapping of wings as something overhead flies by just as the the place quakes hmm and yeah Sarah is probably the last to walk in. Maybe Sareth or Victor, one of those two. Just like, you're about to jump out of a plane, <laughs> and here you are. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. Um, but Sareth is the last who, uh, who would walk into the door, and he closes the door behind him. And, and he just kind of says, these are new sounds. Okay. And, Vizarin says, yes, it is the sound of an ongoing war that has been going on for the last year and a half. Oh. What caused it? Braun, in this book. Oh. And before then, power struggles within families. uh, Yeah, but that's old news, right? That's old news now. So do you have to be in a special place to do the thing? Yes. (coughs) At this point... We will get to the top of my tower, uh, which is, we're in the right building for it, so that part, the hard part is done. There won't be much you'd have to do in, in, in the sense of um, being seen by the other drows or the, or the demons. I will begin the ritual, and there is a centerpiece. The, my, the rebel forces have already drawn out for me in preparation for this ritual. Okay. That will be in the center of this city. It is probably, any guess, mates, about about uh, 80 yards out from here. You may want to get into, it depends on what you would like to do. I would like it if maybe you, uh, at the top of the tower, you accompany me, and then once uh, a victor of the Demon Lords is, uh, is done, then time to go fight. Sounds good. Yeah, but let's I do will. It. I will warn you that for every demon lord I bring in, likely his minions or mm-hmm. sure minions will will accompany because it is more of a transportation spell, yeah, an area of yeah. effect. So be ready for all hell and chaos to break loose. A lot of minions. All right. Well, I expect that a lot of the minions will take each other out anyway. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's sort of the goal. So it won't just be the one surviving demon lord. It'll also be a handful of minions, I presume. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, um, so they, they, uh... Oh, wait, 
yeah. when we're done, can I like come back here and borrow some of your books? Vizarin looks at you. He's like, yeah. So I have my own tower. And these are. This is. Think of this like an old place I used to live. I don't need these books anymore. Or this so I tower. Just, like, have them. Yes. You help me defeat these demon lords. And he'll give you some books. I'll give you some books. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looks to his assistant. He looks to Victor. He's just like... It sounds like fair trade. It's more than fair trade. We've got a bag of holding. Yeah. Well, how long does this ritual take? This ritual will take me about an hour to complete. All right, well, you better start loading the bag up with books, because who knows if the tower's going to be destroyed in the oncoming battle. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. help you. Okay. All right, let's Terry just grab a bunch of the ones in this room, and, and then like, when is, we get to the tower, then, yeah. And it is highly likely that the demon lords will sense that I am the one with the ritual. This is why I am this far, This is the furthest away I can possibly get of range in order for this ritual to go off. Okay. So... The, you may see some minions come up here. That is why you and some of my forces are going to help. Yep, yep. we got to go like 80 yards and we'll, you know, go in formation and keep you protected and all that good jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings you up. It's a spiraling tower. Mm-hmm. And eventually you get to the top where you see um, there's about 12 drows all there now with... Uh, and you see how there's an insignia that Vizrin has and it's... And it's uh, two hooked daggers on a crossbone kind of, um, in a crossbone kind of way, with a spider um, in the center. Okay. And they all seem to have that, and they, and they do a, a, they raise their their short swords and their scimitars and their hand crossbows, and they raise it up to him as he walks up, and he waves to them, and he uh, he speaks in undercommon to them. Um, and anybody who knows Undercommon knows that he's just saying, these are those I spoke of, our friends who will help us in our endeavors. And you do see a good mix. There's a couple of, there's, there are some uh, lady drow, there's some men drow. And for the most part, if you're familiar with drow culture, they don't seem like the, the matriarchs of the drow, like they would definitely be in more um, rich fineries of, of, spider silken stuff these look like common man type commoners the commoners of of drow society Mm -hmm. i don't know a whole lot but sarah's been teaching me a couple of things Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah along the way sarah has definitely been teaching you and uh a couple of words in undercommon yeah under uh sarah's cloak he uh he he takes out a hand crossbow and he goes i guess it's time yeah let's do this yeah, yeah. And he uh, gives you a kiss on the cheek. Oh. And he walks over to the Only edge. a cheek kiss? <laughs> well, you could be the romantic that pulls him back if you want. Yeah, right. Like, oh, you're not going anywhere yet. <laughs> do you do that? Do you pull him back for a yeah. good smooch? Yeah. Oh, this is the before the battle smooch. Yeah. Are you still wearing your red mask? <laughs> he, he has a... Oh, take it off for a second. Yeah. He, he has a hand crossbow in one hand, and then the other hand is free, and he just, like, kind of bends you over a little bit, and... Mm-hmm. And smooches you. Bends um, backwards a little bit. So. And uh, I will watch the walls and you're back. Excellent. It was so sweet. That was really sweet. It was. <laughs> Frank was like, I like that. You know, I like to read some books where people mm-hmm. do that stuff. I've mm-hmm. always thought about Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. nice to settle down with some, you know, actually some book. lady? You know, you, yeah, it, it did not sell, but that wrote, yeah. Well, I'll have you read it one day. You got it around? Well, if we all survived this demon lord, oh, then, yes. then maybe we could uh, swap some romance novels. Oh, sure, and there's some ladies here. Don't for, don't forget. Uh, oh, absolutely. Some, uh, locals. Mm-hmm. Take he, a look he, to see what's going on. He uh, assess the situation. <laughs> Franklin wait, winks at all the locals. <laughs> I will assist in his winking and make it sparkle. <laughs> There is, there is one particular. Uh, one, there's actually two particular. One lady drow and one man drow who uh, who uh, give you both winks back. <laughs> you and Franklin. I'll look at Franklin and nod. <laughs> Franklin's like, it's a good day. <laughs> it is. Well, that's yet to be determined, but 
So Vezrin takes the book and he goes to basically there's a cinder, um, there's like all these chalk outlines and things that have been placed here for him. And he sits into the center of this, of this, um, of this ritual spot and he breaks open the book and he uh, flips through a couple of pages and then at a certain point he goes, and we begin. And he starts muttering and in undercommon. He starts, and it just sounds like a zen sort of guy. He sort of was sounding was in the one without the son of was in eyes. And it just, and then it resonates. And then the lines that have been drawn into this ritual start uh, on the floor of this ritual start to, they start to um, brighten. Energize with a with a neon green color, and you hear him just continue on with this with this seance essentially, and then you can peer out over the tower and you see where there is a much much bigger ritual that encompasses a city center, and these lines start to slowly this green etching goes off, and it has to be the size of a small town. And they just start glossing over, and they start um, uh, form forming. And he's he's still going And then you hear as magically some you see some undead creatures start to emerge, and then you see some flying like demonic creatures start to emerge and these are all happening in these in the city center and they look at each other and they just start attacking Vladislav takes the opportunity to uh, uh, hulk out and enter devil mode mm-hmm. his shirt rips yes no, he's a bare chested this is this is mounted blowing. on uh, the griffin at this point She's okay yeah he's getting uh, ready for some shit yeah mm-hmm. um, I'm just leaning on my staff um, you also see some oozes starting to form in the center. Um, and after about 20 minutes, um, and we're going to get to something else. That oh, that oozes like happening. the jelly gnome? Yeah. Oh, fuck. hate those things. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so you're seeing some oozes starting to form. And these oozes are in mass. They start at, there's one or two at first, and then it goes to a hundred. And then it goes to 200. That's a lot. And now you start seeing the vague, very vague outlines as these creatures, and they are huge. You see uh, there's seven of them that seem like they're taking up this. They're, they're, right now they're, they're very translucent. But the biggest one, of course, is the Demigorgon that you've seen before, towering mm. over all of them. And they all look like they are resisting the ritual as they are coming in and out like a, like a projector image of themselves. Um, at a certain point, um, and you also see Zutmoy, and you see her, if you remember her uh, bridesmaids, mm-hmm. they are starting to fly into, now they're just like a, into the war zone, essentially, and they start expanding out. Um, Tiri's going to be focused on Zutmoy because that's familiar to her, but she's never seen the Demogorgon before. Oh yeah, she has. She hasn't. was not with the group that's then, right. so she's going to. But she does definitely remember those night, all that nightmare fuel mm-hmm. yeah, from Zutmoy. So she's going to be like, you can see, kind of like surveying everything she's like oh fuck like just kind of taking all in and then like as soon as that boy comes into focus like her eyes narrow and she's just like yeah Vladislav is kind of the same way but when he see like he sees up more and he's like oh but when he sees starts seeing the outline of the demigorgon he's like oh shit yes um and the demigorgon is the biggest out of all them it is it is a um it's like godzilla (laughs) comparatively speaking to everyone else um Everyone else may be, you know, 15, 20 feet tall. Like, Zutmoy at her height was probably 30, 40 feet tall. This guy is, like, 60 feet 
tall, if you remember. He was he was like a giant um, monster. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, and right now, um, there are some groups and packs that are starting to break off from the center, center fight because now there is a huge war zone going on of just things. Drow have started to join the fight along with some some demons that are in league with the drow because the drow can um, can keep demons essentially under their control. So now there's just this outer rim of, of drow starting to fight and there's also all these different aspects of different demons and otherworldly things coming in. Uh, the undead just seem to be a horde that is just starting to break off into the outer spot, uh, spots of this city center. Uh, and you're saying that things are on their way, or at least making their way to the tower? Uh, now they are. Okay. Now there are some things starting to break away. And we'll get to that in a second if you want to start. Or you can start doing gonna, some things no, if you want. Okay, so we need to protect um, Viserin. Viserin. From this, uh, you're going to see, see uh, Vladislav walk over to the edge in the tower that's over like overlooking everything mm-hmm. and centered around the entire fighting uh he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and cast earthquake in the area okay which is going to be a 100 foot radius circle uh the ground in the area becomes difficult terrain each creature on the ground that is concentrated must make a constitution saving throw uh or the concentration is broken when you cast a spell at the end of each turn so uh, you can, since we're not in combat, you can do this however you want. Yeah. Um, each creature on the ground must make a deck saving throw. On a failed save, it's not prone. Okay. Um, fissures open up through the spell's aura, so a hundred foot radius. Um, a total of one d six fissures open in locations chosen by the DM, and each is one d ten times ten feet deep. All right. So in that center spot that they are concentrating the ritual on, you have now caused an earthquake to essentially happen. Right? Yeah. So it ripples. It, it starts breaking things and people and, and demons and undead apart. And three fissures will open up in the area, and they are 30 feet deep. So you can choose where the fissures open up. Just, And you can choose where the fissures open up, so like... Okay. It's all chosen by the DM. So I'm just trying to keep them and buy as much no, as possible. No, I love it. Thematically, it looks amazing to me that you start doing that. Um, and on top of that, it does put a huge dent into all the forces. Now, um, Undead. Um, it doesn't quite do much to... You remember Zutmoy's crew were... Um, a lot they of fly. F- they fly. Flippy-flip. So they're... F- still flying around and you do see a pack of them break off and start going in your your direction um but then uh but everyone else um again right now it just feels like it's minions because it's trying to get it's like it's pulling in the weaker the weaker things until he's complete with the spell to be able to bring in the demon lord uh the demon lords um but that does a huge that actually helps a whole lot with what we're going to do next so good job on that um, Thank you. Good job. The only time I'll ever get to cast an 8th level spell. <laughs> it's the only way I can make it worth it. Anyone peering back at Viserin and his ritual will notice that there are now basically holograms coming out of where the demon lords are currently. And it's like he's in a, in a, in a trance, but he's trying to pull each one in. And you can see that Orcus is still somewhere in the Underdark. You can see that Demogorgon is still somewhere in the Underdark. Um, near near the Demogorgon right now, he looks like there's a lot of Durgar, which are like um, basically evil evil versions of uh, darker skin, evil versions of of dwarves, um, where he's trampling them, and it looks like a big city in there, and he's and it looks like the Demogorgon's fighting that currently, um, and you. You see, um, I already said Orcus. Orcus is in the Underdark somewhere. Um, there's also another one that you guys haven't encountered named Fraz. Fraz or Blue. I'm not going to make anybody roll for it because we're too late in the game for that. You, you understand who Fraz, Fraz. is? At, at least Matilda can, and she can say it out loud as she wants. Okay. He's the Prince of Deception. He uh, tends to cause a lot of imagery things. He'll make you think you're in a different spot, like a different place. Um, he also has the look of a gigantic, um, 
Oh my god, what are they? Uh, uh, gargoyles. He looks like a gigantic, gnarly gargoyle. What's up, Chris? Sorry, I forgot to uh, mention. Uh, were there structures around, like buildings? Oh, there's buildings everywhere. Okay, sorry. Uh, the tremor deals 50 bludgeoning damage to any structure. If a structure uh, falls, any creature without within the area will take 5d6 bludgeoning. Knock okay. prone. We're uh, going to say that, that um, your earthquake does, in fact, cause a bunch of buildings to start crumbling around that city center, especially the city center where there were a couple of buildings, mm -hmm. and they start... That is new trick. Oh. So you guys oh. hear the rumble, you feel it. Um, sit, uh, buildings are starting to topple. Heads are starting to turn around in all directions. People are... Uh, drow are fleeing. Other drow are starting to join the fight. You see driders starting to come through, trying to figure out what, what all this mess is. And now it is a complete and utter chaos and squishy, squishy murder, because there's a lot of things being squished that right now. That is the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, Handy. You you hear Vizrin say, uh, or actually, he goes, look, Look at Baphomet. Baphomet is a, another demon lord. Um, big, very furrow looking demon lord with a big snout. And um, you see Baphomet, um, and this would be anybody who knew Grit, you see Baphomet fighting a large mechanical looking Grit tough and stuff. Hmm. And... Matilda, you particularly see they're fighting the city center of the Red Mage Enclave. Wait, what? Yeah, Vizarin has his head kind of cocked to the side. Baphomet is in battle already. He's uh, above ground. Okay. He is further from my reach than You're I can... You're still bringing him here, right? Trying. But then, a few moments later, you see this this grit um, battle unit, essentially. This mechanical bronze grit battle unit uh -huh. explode. Uh, okay. And then, and then you feel it, or you, you, you see uh, Vizrin go, well, never mind. That's... One less demon lord. Oh, he's gone. It's All right. Robo-grit. Well, I don't, don't know what I expected from today. <laughs> There's, yeah, the lasting images of the Red Mage Enclave. You see um, demons and more Red Mage wizards fighting amongst themselves. As, and, and you see ruins of There's the Red Mage. There's still some more left. As the image goes away. A puff of smoke, essentially. But there were still some alive, right? There's still, still some out there. Vizrin says, yes, it would seem so. Uh, I got it. one more left to find, and you, you see Zutmoy, the image out there. But also the image, and you're seeing Zetmoy clawing her way out of a building that, um, Victor, mm -hmm. you recognize this. Who is your name? Who, who is your name? <laughs> um, you recognize uh, Zetmoy clawing her way out of essentially kind of the, the, the poor part, the run-down part of Mistport. <laughs> And there are still some of her, her, uh, her demons going around, her uh, bridesmaids going around now, Mistport, causing some chaos. Now, why is she there? I thought everybody was supposed to end up here. They are. She is. She is beyond my reach. Maybe she's beyond your reach. Give me. I'm trying everything I can. And. And suddenly, there are a lot of screams. The cloud of, of that 
that image that is that is showing um, that is showing Zutmoy goes away. And he goes. She had others helping her. I don't know what is helping her. They they have severed the connection. She the whole was, plan was to under bring distress. everyone here, and you send one of them to my home. I didn't send her there. She was already there. I knew today was going to be a bad day. Well, but we can't leave because the whole world's at stake. There but are, that's my home. There are forces in Missport. Are there already? Yes. Yeah, Terry's Sun Elf folks are there, and we sent the ships back there with Johnny Rocks and Helia and all them. Missport has protection. Twix looks at you um, and says, Should I go real quick right now? No. No, remember, this is this is about the world. But let's get this business taken care of as quickly as possible. So after the world is saved, maybe there's something of our home that we can be saved. All right. We'll do that. Um, Franklin comes over to, uh, to Victor and puts a hand on his shoulder. It's like, we'll get this done. We'll get this done real quick. We'll go take care of that... Uh, Whoever, Huzzin, whatever her name is. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll make sure it works here. Victor, I might have something that could ensure that you get back home. What do you mean? It might help. Uh, I can cast... Um... Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and burn one of my fourth level spells and I'm going to cast Death Ward on Victor. What does that do? Um, if he gets hit and goes down to zero hit points, touch a creature, granted a measure of protection from death. The first time the target would drop to zero hit points as a result of taking damage, the target instead drops to one hit point and the spell ends. If the spell is still in effect when the target is subjected to an effect that would kill it instantaneously without dealing damage, the effect is instead negated. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, to help keep you up. Excellent. It lasts for eight hours. Well, I'm sure that will be plenty of time. Much obliged. And while she thinks about it, and she thinks about wanting to get, you know, also back to Missport, she's going to burn the other second level spell slot and cast it on herself. Alright, so how many demon lords are we waiting on now? Two more. Fizzering cocks his uh, head to the side. He says with... There's seven, right? <coughs> there were seven total. Six now, because one's gone. <clears throat> one's dead. One is dead. The Thank other, you, Robogrit. The other You're I welcome. am unable to account for, but I do know it felt... Uh, Felix like Zepmoy was in the midst of a battle. And on top of that, she had her own horde of spellcasters protecting her from my from my pool. Yeah, it is weird, because like some of her uh, minions are, were here. Were like here, and then... It feels like there was something going on at this exact moment. How yeah. could she even resist this? We don't know. I Magic, don't know. one presumes. If you had a team of wizards at your disposal. I mean, she's got like a bunch of cultists or something helping her out. That is... That is my fear. Alright, well, two more. Baphomet dead. Zutmoy gone. Grotz already dead. Oh yeah, that's right. He's already gone. So, Jubilex, Jubilex. Fraz, Orcus, and the Demogorgon. Yeah. 